This week, Pikes Peak, Garden of the Gods, Manitou Springs, and Colorado Springs, Colorado. Plus, a crazy, crazy new ad campaign from Hotels.com targeting the RV industry. And a whole lot more. This is RV Miles. RV Miles is brought to you by L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean is a proud partner of the National Park Foundation, and you can help them support the parks by shopping their limited edition National Park Collection. Every time you purchase products from the National Park Collection, which includes totes, shirts, hats, patches, and more, you're helping to protect, restore, and improve parks throughout the U.S. Search National Park Collection at llbean.com and be an outsider with L.L. Bean. Welcome to episode 157 of the RV Miles podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, are crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more. Speaking of news, I want to kick off right away with a really interesting news piece. You ready for this? The Montana Department of Transportation, MDOT, and the National Park Service found over 200 dead crows on Highway 20 this past week, and there was a concern that they may have died from the coronavirus. A veterinary epidemiologist examined the remains of all the crows, and to everyone's relief, confirmed the problem was not coronavirus. The cause of death was actually from vehicular impacts. However, during analysis, it was noted that varying colors of paints appeared on the bird's beaks and claws. By analyzing these paint residues, it was found that 98% of the crows had been killed by impact with RVs, while only 2% were killed by cars. MDOT then hired an ornithological behaviorist to determine if there was a cause for the disproportionate percentages of RVs versus car kills. The ornithological, I love the, or, orna, that is, the ornithological behaviorist. That's my new vocal warm up. <laughs> the ornithological behaviorist quickly concluded that when crows eat roadkill, they always have a lookout crow to warn of danger. They discovered that while all the lookout crows could say car, car, they couldn't say RV. Oh, Jason. <laughs> oh, Jason. That was sent in to us by a listener, so thank you very much for that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was 90. You were with me, weren't you? I was so You good. were there. All right, how about a real piece of news? I don't believe you. I don't trust you anymore. There, you have. You are out of the circle of trust. You're out. You're on the outskirts now. All right. This is a real piece of news, and this <laughs> this is a really interesting piece of news. Hotels.com. I'm sure you're all familiar with one of the largest hotel booking websites in the industry. And why don't we have a campgrounds.com where we can book campgrounds? Long, long story short, I'll tell you why. It's because campgrounds won't buy into it. There, there are many people that have tried, and there are many different versions of that, like Reserve America, that don't have all the campgrounds out there because campgrounds, well, a lot of them are stuck in the 70s, but that's besides the, the point. <laughs> well, y'all know 
RVs are selling like hotcakes right now. And I, I've been sent photos of dealerships that have like put up a billboard that says, no room at the end. Sorry, sold out. <laughs> new, new RVs arriving every week. Now, that that's not to say that there aren't RVs available and you can't go and buy them. But that just speaks to the number of them that are being sold right now. It is really a lot especially with the fact that manufacturing was shut down for so long and the manufacturers are really trying to keep up. So Hotels.com has taken aim at this new RV craze uh, because obviously the hotel industry is suffering right now while the RV industry is booming. Listen to what they're doing. They, they have a, a campaign, it's contest uh, and marketing campaign aimed at people who have RV buyer's remorse. They want you to trade your hashtag van life fails for hashtag hotel life wins. Oh, stop. <laughs> Starting back on August 11th, former road warriors can have their RV appraised in exchange for nights on Hotel.com that could be worth up to $5,000. This is an actual press release from Hotels.com. The crappier your set of wheels, the more hotel nights you deserve. Are you sure this That's isn't a joke? That's their language. Are you sure you're not <laughs> tricking us again? I, I absolutely am. For the chance to get your hunk of junk appraised for stays on Hotels.com, share a photo or video of your recreational vehicle with us at Hotels.com slash page slash RV rescue by August 18th. Wow. 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 You rarely see an industry take such a hard aim at another industry Boy, like that. I got to tell you, there have not been some very good PR decisions made <laughs> by a few PR firms lately. This is really uncalled for. There is absolutely no reason to turn this into an us versus them. You know what they could have done is been like, we have RV parking in our parking lot. Yeah. Hey, are you traveling to your next campground and need an overnight? We are your destination. We have hotels that have space for your RV, and they would love to welcome you with free breakfast. Now, some of you might think that's crazy, but we've 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 actually done that before. I oh, mean, sure. especially when we're in a cold area and we have either winterized or we don't want to winterize or whatever. You only pay for the the RV parking, but you still get like the free breakfast and the gym and all that sort of uh, stuff. This is just reading like some angry letter <laughs> to the editor. That it's just, a little desperation. It's a, <laughs> yeah, it's it's got a really ripe smell to it. I don't know how this is going to land. I don't actually know who their demographic is because the people you're wanting to attract to your site. You're shaming for buying an RV. Yeah, so, they already have an RV. so Right. So you're already telling them you made a stupid mistake. <laughs> We're going to help you. I don't know how that makes me want to go over there and be like, yes, I made a dumb mistake. Please give me a $5,000 credit to Hotels.com. <laughs> how well, about you just give me $5,000? <laughs> I was going to save that for, our, uh, for my black tank this week, but I just thought it was... So wild that I had to share it here at the top of the show. We are living in some crazy <laughs> times right now. Just crazy. People are just losing their minds. And rightly so. I get it. I get uh, it. But these are decisions that have been, you know, been tried and tested by, you know, managers and CFOs and CEOs. And anyway. Let's let's Moving let's move on. on. Hey, we're coming to you this week from just outside Park City, Utah, back in a 
territory that we uh, we traveled to last year, early last year? No. Before uh, that? It was the fall of 2018. <laughs> hey, okay, that so wasn't that far off. It's been almost two years yeah. since we've been in the Salt Lake area. And while we're not really doing actually a whole lot here, we're no. staying at a campground that has a lot of nice things going for it. And we've been a little busy this week. And so we've just been hanging out at home uh, and enjoying some of the amenities here. And then we're out of Utah. Yeah, we we're only here for a short time in Utah. Days. Now, we did experience Dinosaur National Monument, the Utah side of Di yes. Dinosaur National Monument, for a few days. And that was just a really cool place and one that we absolutely need to get back to. Dinosaur National Monument is up there at the top of some of my most favorite National Park Service sites we have ever been to. And we only got two days there, and it was absolutely spectacular. This is a park, just like Mesa Verde, you should not bypass if you're coming into Colorado. Yeah, it's it's. we've been told for years by people that this is one of those places that it's much more than its name. You know, if you're not into dinosaur bones, and that's fine if you're not. If you are, it's a great place to see them, like, actually in the rock still. I've never seen so much joy on Ethan's face when he <laughs> learned that he could go touch a fossil. That yeah. kid could not get downstairs fast enough. But if you're not into that, it's mountains and canyons and vistas in this cool mountain that's called Split Mountain. Are we going to talk about this park on a future episode? Probably. Then maybe we need to stop talking about it right now. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have the answer to last week's brain teaser. And we're going to talk about the Colorado Springs area. Be right back. The RV Miles podcast is supported by Hughes Autoformers, makers of the Power Watchdog Smart Surge Protector. Electrical surge protection is one of the cheapest insurance policies you can provide for your RV, and the Power Watchdog beats the competition with field-replaceable surge modules. With other brands, when the surge protector takes a large surge or a spike, you have to throw it away. The Power Watchdog can be brought back to life with one small, affordable part you can replace yourself. It's the last surge protector you need to buy. Use the coupon code RVMILES, all one word, for 10% off your order at HughesAutoformers.com. That's code RVMILES for 10% off at HughesAutoformers.com. Or click the Hughes logo in the show notes for this episode. And we we had heard from Hughes for a while. They were they were sold out. Um, I think they're they're back available again. So that coupon code is is still good, and it will be good for for some time. But uh, if you had an issue buying one because they were sold out, because it's not just RV dealers that are selling out of stuff; it's all the suppliers as well. Well, you have to have stuff for your RV, <laughs> and this is one of those things that's at the very top of our list yeah. that you should buy almost before you buy anything. There else. are like six things that are required. For an RV, and I, I say this all the time. I, everything else you can pick up at Walmart. Do you say this all the time? I do, and and a surge protector is is absolutely one of them. Well, there you have it. <laughs> all right, let's do the answer to last week's brain teaser. I liked this one because it was X Men themed, and I think Abby likes that too. I love the X Men. It was one of the only cartoons I watched in the later years of my childhood. Which one is the odd one out? Storm. Beast, Nightcrawler, Cyclops, Angel, Iceman, Rogue. No, if I remember correctly, I said Cyclops. You and did I thought say it Cyclops. had something you to do with his eyes and how he couldn't yes. really control his powers. You said Cyclops, and you are right. You yes. are wrong about why, though. It is Cyclops because Cyclops is the only name in that list that has a repeated letter in it. There are two C's oh. in Cyclops. I was still right. 
<laughs> that is like the second one I've gotten right. Out of 157 in... episodes? Yeah, I'll take it. Wait, that is amazing. <laughs> All right, we'll have a new brain teaser later on in the show. But now it's time to talk about the Colorado Springs area. But right next to it is Manitou Springs, which is sort of a mountain gateway community type place, uh, one of those Colorado mountain towns. It's a gateway to Pikes Peak. Yeah, yeah. So here we visited uh, Garden of the Gods and Pikes Peak, and we'll talk about this in a minute. But first, I want to say this marked the beginning of a little bit of faster travel for us after being very, very stationary during this virus. And I feel like we made a mistake. A little bit. I feel like this, uh, hmm. not that, I mean, I think we had, a, we had a great time here. It was the only time so far during the coronavirus that I really felt a little bit uncomfortable about the amount of people that were out. And I mean, it was like no different than any other time of year. I'll give you that. I don't think I would say that we made a mistake. Yeah. I would just say that we were feeling like this would have been such an amazing place to visit if it was pre-coronavirus. That's a better way to say I, it. Yeah. And I think that we were feeling a whole lot of just sort of left out. Like there's a party you want to go to, but you can't yeah. go to it. You weren't invited or you, it's just not going to work with your schedule. And I think we felt a little bit like that about Colorado Springs and about, about Manitou Springs because there are some incredible things to do that kind of don't allow for social distancing that are harder to do with the kids and also just our personal feelings on what we think our responsibility is as travelers right now, yeah. Rem you know, remembering that we are coming into someone else's community and trying to respect that. Yeah. That said, I still think we made the best of what we were given. And I still think we still had some pretty cool experiences. Yeah, 90% of what we did is car based, like stuff we could see from the car. Yeah. So I look forward to going back. I mean, if anything, it kind of was like, okay, this is a place I've experienced and now I have all these things I want to do. And I look forward to coming back to this one day, which is kind of the nice thing about RV travel or full-time travel in general is that nothing is ever one and done. Even post coronavirus, I want to come back to this area. However, a different time of the year, because oh, this yes. is a very, very busy tourist place. Yeah. So we were there uh, mid-July. So it's been a few weeks since we were in uh, Colorado Springs. And you're absolutely right. It's very, very busy. It's also very, very hot. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what you do is outside walking around, especially if you want to walk around in the downtown areas. And that's just hot. And it's kind of hard with kids because they don't want to walk around in hot, sweaty downtown areas. Well, let's start with where we stayed. We stayed at Garden of the Gods RV Resort, which is right at the entrance uh, sign into the, the cool little hip town of Manitou Springs. Yeah. If you want to be in the heart of all of it, this is a campground for you to consider because you can absolutely from your campground walk into Manitou Springs. Now, this is not a like getaway to nature park. This no. is this is right in the tourist town. Uh, the spaces are tight, like they are in all places uh, that are in locations like this. 
and it's a bit of a party atmosphere campground, which is which is awesome sometimes and sometimes it's not. But I, we like doing those types of places sometimes. I think that's part of the reason why you may have used the word you feel like this was a mistake or, you know, because we couldn't do or there just wasn't some of the things that you know this campground can do. Like, it's very clear that they have a ton of activities that go on when it's not coronavirus times. They have an arcade. They have two pools. They have, like Abby said, lots of activities. It seems like a place that people go to every year. It's one of those campgrounds that you go back to every year to have the hangout atmosphere, which would be great to be a part of. During these times, it was kind of hard to do that. It's not something that anybody really can do right now. So, uh, but it is a, it is a cool little uh, I think campground to stay at. Yeah, I think it's a great jumping off point for going to Garden of the Gods. You're right down the street from Garden of the Gods. You're not far from Pike's Peak. You're not far from breweries and restaurants and shopping and nightlife. And there's tons of things to do. I mean, that's what's kind of cool and why we sometimes really love urban campgrounds. And this is an urban campground. You know what I love, too, about this place is they have a food truck. And yes. was that, I, well, a food truck is a probably not the right term. It's a small trailer. But, you know, I love when campgrounds have food Mm -hmm. that you can order whenever that's possible, when there's a restaurant on on site or whatever. That's always a a plus for us because there's always one night of the week that we're just like, oh, I don't don't want to make food. I don't want to go out and get food. I wish food was right here for me. But Um, this has to be in the morning, though, because this particular food truck just serves breakfast. And I think it kind of rolls into the later part of the morning. like breakfast burritos and pancakes and French toast and stuff. And it was great. The kids the kids loved their breakfast there. Actually, Abby went out to get groceries while I went and and, and got breakfast for the kids from from this little food truck. But that's okay. It, I got it, Starbucks. It's a good it's a good way for campgrounds that don't have a restaurant on site. The big busy campground with lots of people. Mm-hmm. You could still bring a little food trailer, food truck in. This campground we're staying at now has a little ice cream trailer that's open on the weekends. Those are awesome options. Now, do understand or do know that you're going to pay for this location. So this is going to be because you're paying to be in the city and you're paying for their amenities and the you're paying for being close to attractions like Garden of the Gods and Pikes Peak, that that's going to cost you. Now, it's not going to cost you as much as if you had a $5,000 credit on Hotels.com, <laughs> but it is going to cost a little bit more than what you would pay at a state park or a federal park or even a private campground that's a little bit further removed from a city. I think it's somewhere around $65 to $75 a night, maybe a little bit more, depending on the site that you're in. And the time of year and all that sort Absolutely. of stuff. But I think it is worth it to to have that access because this is one of those areas where there aren't a lot of private campgrounds right in the action. Mm-hmm. And you're going to drive like a half hour in every time if you don't stay at a place like this. So I, I do think... That, that trade-off is often worth it um, for us. Yeah, that's a conversation we have a lot. Like if we are going to a particular location and there are maybe two things that we're really, really interested in doing, we often talk about if we book a campground that's maybe a little bit closer to those attractions and then that campground's going to be a little bit more, does the cost of fuel and our time offset. So if we stay way far out, half hour away, but we're using our time and our fuel to go to these places. Is it worth it? Is it worth saving 10, 15 dollars a night? That's a question only you can answer, but that's one we often ask ourselves yeah. because, you know, time is money and fuel is not cheap. Actually, fuel is diesel's very cheap right now. 
Yeah, what diesel. Is that about? I don't know if this is like this across the country, but diesel in Colorado, almost everywhere we've we've saw it in Colorado uh, over the last couple weeks was cheaper than gasoline. It was down to almost two dollars a gallon in some places, yeah. which I can't remember. Even when we had Bussy and we were buying diesel, I can't remember ever seeing two o two for diesel. Mm-mm. Anyway, there are about a dozen major attractions that are very popular in the Colorado Springs area. And we really only had the time and the comfort level to go to really the two most popular ones, Garden of the Gods and Pikes Peak. And what's interesting about these places, and I think a few of the other attractions in this area, is they're actually owned by the city of Colorado Springs. The Pikes Peak is part of the Pikes National Forest, but the road to get in there and the summit and and all that is owned by Colorado Springs. So uh, your national park or your your interagency pass will not work at a place yeah. like this. They even have a sign that says <laughs> yeah. like your national park pass will not work here. But these these places are they're they're just sort of run a little bit differently than other public lands places. It almost I think I likened it a little bit to like like a botanical garden. You know, if you yeah. go to botanical oh, gardens yes. and like you pay a ticket to drive through them and stuff but like I that. But I felt that way about Garden of the Gods. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying both Garden of the Gods okay. and Pikes Peak. Okay. I felt a little bit. It's a, a very controlled, this is how you tour and view these areas. It's There's not a lot of what you expect like with a national forest or when you go into a national park, opportunities to deviate off the main road. No, it's this is the main road. Here are the designated paths. And that's it. That's fine. They're trying to protect this particular area. You just get a little offset because you're like, oh, I feel like I'm in a national park, at least with Pikes Peak. And then you're like, no, I'm not in a national park. Now, I I think we don't need to go into a ton of detail about Pikes Peak because we did a whole episode of our See America podcast on Pikes Peak. And if you really want to listen to like the history of it and, and all that, please go check that out. But Basically, the gist of it is you pay a fee. I think it was $15 an adult and then $5 a kid. Yeah, I think it was $45 for us to drive the road. To to drive the road up to the summit. And it is, it's a bit of a white knuckle road. Yeah, I mean, you're going up to, I think, 14200 somewhere around yeah. there. And the weather changes on yes, your way up. And we did go through, actually went through a rainstorm on some really curvy, steep drop-off roads. And, uh, you know, I was comfortable driving them myself. I wasn't totally comfortable with the way that some of the other people that are coming at me were driving those roads. Yeah, or the two that decided to have sort of like a fast and fury chase down the mountain. Furious. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't get the <laughs> Fast and the furious. Yes. Yeah. I have zero shame that I have not watched there these movies. There was a bit of a Fast in the Furious chase going on uh, on this road. But here's the thing you need to know about Pikes Peak if you go to visit anytime soon. The summit is under construction. It is a hot mess and, up there. And when we say the summit is under construction, it's the entire summit yes. is under construction. And there's actually no good place to get a view there's there. no view there's no view once you get up there because they have just demolished the whole thing and it's blood there's and it's circled with construction equipment yes. and and roped off and you can't in fences and you cannot get to the edges all you can really do is go into the old 
gift shop, which is going to be torn down soon. You go into the old gift shop and you can go out the back of the old gift shop, which feels like going through like a restaurant kitchen. Yeah, it's very strange. And, and then you see more construction site out there, but you can see sort of a view over the construction site. That's really what yeah. you see up there. It, it is going to be pretty darn amazing, I think, when they're done with this construction, which mm -hmm. will probably now be the end of next summer. Maybe even later. Yeah. I will say, I think to me, what is the most enjoyable view, what I found to be really, really spectacular, it wasn't the summit because there was just nothing happening. But right as you get to Treeline, yeah. there is a brake check there, especially when you're coming down. And then there's a little, what used to be the Pikes Peak Hotel or Lodge. A little lodge, yeah. And there's now a it's a little gift center and they've got some food and stuff there. And you can park. And if you have to park and let your brakes cool down, you park there and you can hang out for a little bit. That was beautiful. I would absolutely recommend, even if your brake temp is fine. <laughs> Stopping it. Just stop. Well, it was also a better, uh, it was a better gift shop. Mm -hmm. It had uh, better food options. Mm -hmm. The Summit House is sort of historic, and no, they're known for their donuts and hot chocolate. And we got the donuts, and oh, they, they were have been sitting all day. They have been sitting all day. They were fried horrible, but the whole Summit smells like donuts. It smelled so good. I think that's where they get you. That's where they get you. They were actually, so really, but the but this this little gift shop had like hot dogs and hamburgers and stuff like that. And there are many other little stops for great views along this like mm -hmm. 21 mile drive or something like that. I don't remember. It's a, it'll take yeah. you a while to get to the top and it will take you a while to get down. So as just, well. I, if you go, don't expect to spend much time at the, the summit, spend more time at some of the other pull-offs and, and different places where you can uh, see some other views of the surrounding area. And there's a great place where you can actually see a, big vista view of of the mountain itself yeah and i went back and forth on whether or not i actually thought it was money and time well spent i, I mean I was, i'm glad we did it yeah um, no in the end i came to the conclusion that i i felt that it was because it was at least something yeah. we could talk about and and it was something we had experienced and by talk about i don't necessarily mean here on the podcast but i just mean with the kids and as a family and it was one more opportunity i mean how often can you say i've been fourteen thousand? 200 feet up in the air you know i don't really feel like we accomplished anything because we were driving yeah. it i think if you were the person who hiked yeah, it yeah, you can climb you can yeah, hike i mean and you can and i actually grew up knowing people that would come here every year and do the 14ers and to hike peak peak is something quite amazing now there's also the the cog railroad the historic mm -hmm. cog railroad the manitou springs uh, Cog Railway, and it is closed as well. They're putting a new experience for that. So that is another way you can get up there is you you take the the Cog Railway, and Ooh, you know, I don't know it, about it's that. It's going to cost some money uh, because the new experience is going to it's going to be plussed up quite a bit. Yeah. But that is going to be a really cool way to do it as well. I I just it's not something that I would go back and do again until that it's all done. Yeah, and that's the thing. So as we've been talking this whole time, it does sound like the Colorado Springs area, Pikes Peak, those are all things in a few years, two, three years out that we're going to want to come back and revisit because yeah. there's just so much that's changing. And we didn't get to participate in what is going to be some pretty spectacular changes. Now, let's talk about Garden of the Gods. Garden of the Gods is almost like a little mini national park. Yeah. It's it's fairly small, but it is full of really amazing rock formations. Yes. Really, truly special, amazing rock formations. The day we went to the Garden of the Gods, every single, and this was a weekday, every single parking lot was totally full. 
Yeah, it was really, really busy there. And it was really hard to find a even a trail to go on that wasn't packed or like Jason said, somewhere to park the truck so that we could even get out and experience. And so uh, we drove the length of Garden of the Gods and then we ended up being able to find some decent parking over by their gift shop their trading posts their trading posts yeah Yeah. and that is by uh you can take a little hike to go to i'm just gonna call them the twins the twins i i would really encourage garden of the gods to retire what these rock formations are actually (laughs) called because it's a very outdated uh way to refer to people but we did go up there and it was really quite beautiful and spectacular. I mean, what is kind of cool about uh, this location is that the kids did kind of have free reign. There's no real don't climb on the rocks. Don't, you know, there's a trail and they do ask you to stick to it. And there are areas where they ask you to not deviate off the trail. But once you kind of get up to the summit or the the one thing you're hiking to, you're really free to explore. Yeah, th- This trading post where we parked is is sort of not near anything but it is near everything because the it's in the middle the place is so is is small enough that the if you want to hike to everything the walk the hikes are like a quarter mile so none of them are 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 bad and 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 you don't really have to go drive to each overlook and get out at each one you can kind of walk to some of the different places if you have the time but we really were only able to go to this one rock formation and kind of car tour the rest of it now it's been a few weeks since we've been there and i still haven't quite formed my opinion on what i think about it which is odd because i think you can tell by listening to this that we're kind of struggling to decide whether or not we really liked this area i you know, I, I would love garden of the gods with a lot of the people well, I don't think that's ever going to be possible. Though. I, that's so what you I'm have, saying. Maybe yeah. in the winter, you know. Uh, maybe not. I mean, I think when you have something plopped down like that, wonderfully plopped down like that, in the middle of a very urban area with a, a high population, you're going to be hard pressed to ever or, find you, that quiet peace and yeah. like that you want if you were to go to Voyagers National Park. Like that's not going to happen. I don't. I don't need that. And I'm not expecting that. But maybe I need to go at like eight in the morning. You know, it. I maybe. just want to be able to park at these places and get out and go go to everything i don't want to have to go feel like i'm at a mall looking for a parking spot all the time yeah that, I'm sure that's that really they what have, it felt like i'm sure they have their off season how do we if we were to do it again right now what i would do is i would have parked at the visitor center walked in and explored the side of the park closest to the visitor center mm-hmm. and and not dealt with the car at all if if you want to go in an rv that's exactly what I would do. Oh my gosh, there were people driving their RVs up to that one location, and the there, name... there's one spot where what you go through. You go through uh, uh, where the balanced rock is, which is a famous formation, and don't expect to get a picture of it because it's going to be covered with people. <laughs> but there is a hall, rock hallway that you have to drive through, and that would be a very, very, very tight fit uh, because it's also on a turn for any rv of any size and they in fact they say you can't drive rvs over there we were like well i mean i was driving and i drove the truck through there and i was asking you tell me i'm going to clear this like tell me because we had the the mirrors out still in the position that we have them in when we're driving the rv and then i see this class c coming up the opposite direction and it's going to have to make that loop turn and i was like oh oh we 
we got to go. I mean, I think you would have to back out of there. I didn't see what ha- what they well, did. Well, but... either that or you're just going to have to go straight yeah. and leave the park, and then you're going to have to flip and drive around the city and then come back in by the visitor center. <laughs> Even if you're not going to go to that part of the park, driving an RV and parking it at the different parking areas in this place, the parking areas are all very, very small. So still probably best to stay at the visitor center unless you have something real small. Yeah, like a Class B. I think a Class B would have been oh, sure. just fine. Have been fine. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and that's one of the benefits of having a Class B. Anyway, so I, I again, I say we love botanical gardens. We really do. And it really felt a lot like a botanical garden. That's Absolutely. not really a knock on it, but that's no. kind of like if, if that's an experience that you like, that's kind of what this is is like. This is not a place that you're going to go camping in. It's not a place that you're going to go uh, for massive hikes in. I uh, think the important thing is here and then we'll move on is that don't do what we did is maybe coming into having a more national park sensibility in your mind come into it like a botanical garden like an urban oasis it's an urban oasis it's like what grant park and millennium park are to chicago it's an urban oasis so yeah it's sort of a way to get away and yes now Garden of the Gods is free, which is uh, super cool, which is great. But that's part of why it's so busy all mm-hmm. the time. But it is free. Um, so you don't have to worry about uh, paying $45 for, for, <laughs> for, a for, a, for, for a drive for a family of five. So that's our experience in Colorado Springs. It's certainly a place that we want to go back and experience again, maybe in a different season of the year. Yeah. Different time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have our fresh tank, black tank segment. And the new brain teaser. Can't wait. Be right back. RV Miles is supported by the Highway Weather app. When it comes to RV travel, weather safety is a top priority, which is why the Highway Weather app provides weather forecasts for road trips along every point of your route, adjusted to your time of travel. You can compare forecasts, get recommendations for the best time to head out, get severe weather alerts, add rest stops to long trips, and more. Did we mention all of that is included free in the app? For subscribers, there's a hands-free background feature to automatically alert you to upcoming bad weather. To download the app, visit highwayweather.io today or look for it in your iOS or Android app store. It is now time to check the level of our tanks. Abby, what is in your black tank this week? Trails with tall grass. (laughs) I don't want to go into too many details, but things hide in tall grass that don't have legs and slither. And I'm deathly afraid of them. And we did a trail at Dinosaur that (laughs) two of those things appeared on the trail. And halfway through the trail, I said, see ya. And I turned around and I left all of you on the trail and ran very, very fast through all that tall grass back to the truck where I then sat and smelled the uh, pit toilets that were there at the trailhead. For the next half an hour, because <laughs> the area smelled so bad, <laughs> you'd think it would have scared the snakes away. I, uh, I have to say, like I, I'm also not a fan of when like the trail is really thin. You yes, know, it's just enough it for one foot thin. at a time, and the grass comes to the edge, and it is like four feet tall, and you're wearing shorts, and yes. it's rubbing against your legs. I'm not a fan. I, I would have. I wished I was in I, pants for yeah. that trip. I'm, I'm not. I'm fine with walking on a trail like that. I just would prefer to be wearing pants. I think I told you because we did this last week. I think I told you um, 
I've already had enough this week. This is not a fear I'm ready to take on today. And then when I turned around, uh, actually, you guys, I told you guys to keep going. And I said I was going to wait for you at like sort of this fork, which was sort of uh, in the trail, which was more of this open area. And then as all of you moved on, I was just standing there and I was like, they're going to come for me. They, <laughs> they know, all want they to. Know they know I'm here. They want to. And my, something I don't know, slither on your legs. I don't understand what <laughs> what you think the snakes want to do well, to you. In but. that moment, you get a little, you know, you, you get, your imagination starts to run wild. So I took off and I ran. I ran the whole time. I got my thirty minutes of exercise. <laughs> But I, the whole time I was running, I just kept saying, I can do hard things. I can do hard things. And, and I did. just ran and I ran and I ran. All right. And so that's my, it's my black tank. I'm proud of myself for recognizing that that was not a trail I was going to be able to do. And I needed to get off of it. But I just wish maybe they had expanded that a little bit more for those of us who get claustrophobic grass gonna grow where the grass With is gonna grow gonna grow where it's gonna grow and that's what happens when you're in nature and and sometimes abby just is not interested in the snakes that live in nature <laughs> all right what's in your fresh tank this week so my fresh tank is uh a review that we just had recently for rv miles and uh <laughs> This, this is your fresh tank? It is my fresh tank. Okay. No, 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 not that review. Oh, okay. No, this is a really, this is a good one. This comes from KDJ304. And the reason why it's getting my fresh tank is because she ends it, and I guess you haven't seen this yet. She ends it by saying, also, Abby has a very nice podcast voice. And so I think you can look at me and know why this is getting my fresh tank because I think of the two of us over the three years and I'm not trying to play my little fiddle here at all. Like not at all. I, this is the world you live in and you open yourself up to criticism. I definitely get hit a little bit harder than you do when it comes to reviews and it often has to do with my voice. People like to criticize women's voices. Yeah. I mean, that's so, really what it is. Yeah. And you know, in the beginning, that was really hard for me. Like I would get really in my head and then it was sort of like when I was an actor in theater, I got to a point where I said, you can't read these reviews anymore. You can't even read the good ones. You don't read the good ones. You don't read the bad ones. I'm Sometimes I don't take my own advice, but you just don't read them because then you get in your head and you sit down to do something and you hear all these other people's words swirling around and then you stop being yourself. You stop being true to the work. And so I did read this one and I was so thrilled at the end. Like I almost started crying because I was like, oh my gosh, Katie said I had a nice podcast voice. <laughs> so Katie... I just want you to know that might have seemed like such a simple little sentence, but it really, really did mean the world to me. And I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to share that with me. It really boosted my spirits in a time where the last couple of weeks, our spirits have been a tiny bit low. Since I mentioned it, I just want to apologize to the person who spent $10 to buy the paid version oh, of yes. an app oh my. over the 30-second period where we recommended an app but then said don't get the paid version and she already paid for it. Yeah, she was very <laughs> upset and we're sorry. And we read that and, you know, so uh, Girl 80s, we're very, very sorry that that happened to you. We hope that you find a way to get your money's worth out of that app. Uh, but certainly was not our intention to 
uh, have you purchase something that ended up leaving you very, very upset afterwards. You'll like the paid version. It'll be fine. <laughs> okay. You said you're not going to listen to us again, though, <laughs> oh, so you're no. probably not oh, going to hear this part. So anyway. Well, that makes me sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I would send her $10 just to say I'm sorry if I could. Can't make everyone happy. But we try. <laughs> I feel it. Look, the highly sensitive person in me needs to follow it up. Of course I want to please everybody. I'm... It's just who I am. But the, People it, it, it's not about not wanting to please everybody. It's about that you can't please everybody. It is impossible because when you do well, one I'm, thing I'm to, to please you wrong, when you do one thing to please someone, <laughs> that thing upsets somebody else. I know. It's like kids. Got to pick your battles. Yes. We got three of them. We're outnumbered. If I suggest, it's like when we go to a restaurant or we suggest somewhere for dinner, you can almost guarantee that. Two thirds of those children are going to be thrilled, but there's always going to be that one. No matter if they liked the place the last time, they're going to be like, no, mm -mm, I don't want that. And then you're like, okay, what do I do? Do we switch gears and then we tick off the other two? What we do is not ask them about their restaurant preferences ever and just go That's where fair. We, go where we want to go. I no, don't like knowing, that. Look, knowing that our kids are going to eat one of three things off the menu, <laughs> no matter where it is, it's going to be chicken strips, it's going to be grilled cheese, or it's going to be mac and cheese. That's it doesn't matter which restaurant we're going to. That's not true. Sometimes they like to wade into the hamburger water. Okay, like it's well, they're welcome to do that. We're the I... ones that are eating different things here. <laughs> anyway, moving right along. Yeah, somehow this turned into a conversation about trying to take kids to the restaurant. I don't know how. I don't know how. Jason, what is your black tank for the week? Uh, my black tank is the fact that we have a bent rim on our trailer. So after Ugh. I'm done recording this podcast, I'm going to go because we travel tomorrow. I need to go put the spare on. Which yeah. is really annoying to me because I have no idea how it happened. It's just a, it's just a little, little bit is, is is bent, but there's no scuff mark on the tire or anything. It has to have been from a curb or something. We've had a few campgrounds recently where we've really had to tightly get up and it, against the curb. Either that or you're driving like a crazy man. No, which it's, is what it, I it's, keep cl saying. it's clearly not. It's not the kind of bend from like weight and hitting a bump part or something like that. It's it's. It's, it's like you it's rubbed, up, it's yeah. rubbed against something. And, right. It's like you were backing up, up against yeah. the curb and we were rubbing up against it and it bent the rim. It looks like if you just came up to it and flattened part of that rim down. It's very strange. My gut is that it, it's fine and safe to drive in, but out of, out of an abundance of caution, I'm going to mm -hmm. just put our spare on and then we'll get it either looked at or, or get the rim replaced. Well, but. if you wouldn't be like the fast and the furry. Fury. Don't don't even talk to me about how I drive too fast because we know that that is not even slightly true and that you oh. what did, look I told you the other day in the in the truck on the way here I was like this is I'm not here for days of thunder you need to slow it down when I'm going when I'm going 45 and a 65 down, this is too fast slow down downhill husband I'm like, Husband. I have to put my, we're going down, uh, down the side of a mountain pass, but it's shallow enough that Stop. I have to put my foot on the gas pedal to move. <laughs> Slow down. Yeah. It's not days of thunder and you are not mm. Tom Cruise. You're driving next. That's all I got to say. Maybe I will. <laughs> Maybe I will. So anyway, I'm going to do that when we're done with this. Okay. Okay. What is your fresh tank this week? Uh, my fresh tank is this campground that we're in. Echo, I, I have to get it right. Echo because Island. It's, we stayed at Echo. Echo Basin. We stayed at Echo Basin Resort in Colorado. This is Echo Island Resort near Salt Lake City. Um, this is a nice campground, but 
Uh, what I love about this place so far is the, the contactless check-in mm -hmm. and their use of text messages. They have the ability to text people on the day they come in, um, and you have to opt into it, but on the day they come in and while they're in the park. So on the day, on the day of our travel, they texted us the rules of the campground. You know, now that I think of it, maybe maybe they don't send them to everybody. Maybe they just know we're big rule breakers. They, they text you the rules that morning and tell you how to check in when you check in. Uh, but then when you're in the park, uh, there have been a few incidents around the park that they're, you know, letting people know about or asking about. So for, in so for instance, this, is, this was from them yesterday from Echo Island RV Resort. Is anyone missing their dog? A Rottweiler is loose and running around in Section O, the back of the park. Please remember all dogs must be on a leash, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, they're letting everybody know there's a dog missing if you if it's yours, if you're out for the day or whatever. Um, they also sent a message today that they have found some items uh, by the pool area and that you can stop by and claim them at the Lost and Found uh, if you want to. They're not egregious about it. They're not sending you lots of texts. No. But, but if there's a problem, I think that's an awesome way to solve it quickly. Uh, and and let everybody know about something, Mr. Travio. You received a package. Oh, stop it! <laughs> we had to return it. Moving on. <laughs> Let's wrap that's, this show up with a brain the, teaser. I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I am moving on. <laughs> it's the last time I call you, Mr. Travio. I promise. That's my dad's name. <laughs> Let's wrap this episode up with a brain teaser. You're driving a car. On your right is a steep cliff. Right in front of you, there is a horse, and right behind you, an elephant, both of which travel at your own speed. On your left, there's a fire truck blocking you. How do you stop your car? Don't peek at the answer. I want to look. Uh, okay, I don't know, with the brakes. We'll have the answer to that and a whole lot more on next week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. We sure will. And hey, if you are enjoying the show, we would love a five-star review from you over on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews are helping put RV Miles in front of so many more people. So thank you every single day for helping us keep RV Miles free and out there for everybody to enjoy. And if you have any questions for Jason and I, we are all across social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and we'd love to connect with you. Also, please come find us over at the RV Miles Facebook group. They are some of the nicest people out there, and they are way smarter than Jason and I. Otherwise, we hope you'll join us on Monday nights as well over on Our Wandering Family on Facebook because we do a live chat with you every Monday night at 7 Central. So come over, ask questions. We'll talk about movies. We'll talk about drinks. We'll talk about the RV lifestyle. Until next week, thank you so much for joining us and keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody. Bye.